Marie, uh, Marcella Craighead, and uh, Nellie Martin, and Kay, and Stacy, and Mike, and Renee, and Brother Rondell uh, today is online as well as many others this morning. And uh, so we're glad that uh, you're here in the seat or that you're listening at home online. If you'd open your Bibles this morning, please, to uh, the Gospel of Luke this morning, chapter 16, this morning of the Gospel of Luke today. And if you found your place, sir, we'll stand for the reading of the Word of God, Luke 16. I heard them talking about me preaching till the rain quit, and it's quit now, so I know they some would say, let us go, but we probably need a little preaching this morning. In uh, Luke 16 and verse 19, the Bible said, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which was laid at his gate full of sores, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores, it came to pass that the beggar died, was carried by the angels unto Abraham's bosom, and the rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame." But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receiveth thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. Besides all this, between us and you there is a great gift fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from hence. And then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Thank you and be seated this morning. Fathers, we come this morning... Lord, we come, and, and uh, Lord, uh, we come grateful, Lord, to be able to be in the Lord's house this morning. Thank you for this many people, Lord, that's been able to come out today and had a desire to come today to be in God's house. And Lord, as we come this morning, uh, Lord, we realize that, uh, Lord, in you we live and move and have our being, and uh, we don't know, Lord, uh, what our time is here upon this earth. We don't know, Lord, if we can... Be here tomorrow. The Bible said we can't even boast of one day. But Lord, we're thankful for the many in this room today that uh, have the testimony uh, that they've been saved by the grace of God and they're not going to that place that the Jolly family just sung about or the one I'm fixing to preach about. But Lord, we pray for those that are not ready, Lord, when that time comes. And I pray the Lord will speak to their hearts this morning. And uh, Lord, I pray this morning that I might be able to preach this message today uh, with the Lord's help and with the Spirit of God uh, giving us what to say. And uh, Lord, we just put it all in your hands just now. And we pray the Lord would uh, speak today 
And we pray this morning that even today somebody might be snatched, uh, Lord, as from the fire. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name we ask it all. Amen and amen. I'm always buying books and I bought a book uh, the other day. I got it in the mail last night when I come home. And it was R.G. Lee, the great Southern Baptist preacher. R.G. Lee, uh, I love to listen to him and I love to, uh, I love to read his books. But he has a vocabulary that's out of this world. I simply can't relate to him because his vocabulary is so great. And, uh, and in this book, uh, as I opened it up, I seen that he had a message on hell. And, uh, and I began to read just what he had because I knew I was going to be preaching on it this morning. And uh, R.G. Lee uh, read the dictionary one hour every day. He read the dictionary. His vocabulary is unbelievable. He had a great sermon called Payday Someday. Uh, that if most people don't know any other thing that he preached, they've heard that sermon. But I thought, here's a man, a great preacher. Here's a man that has been dead for years and he's still uh, preaching and people are still talking about him. But I thought, here's a man with a great education and a great vocabulary but he still preaching on hell, uh, still preaches on hell. Uh, but I know one with a greater vocabulary than him, and one that's a greater preacher than he was, uh, and uh, he's the one that, that preached this, what I just read to you, and his name's the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and Jesus preached a lot about hell. Now, in these words that I've read to you, 302 of them to be exact, uh, 302 words that I just read to you. There's several words there that jump out at me when I read it. But there's three words there out of the 299 left that really moved me this week when I read them. And there are three words found there in verse 24 where the Bible simply says, And he cried. Now that moved me. When I read that this week in my office, and I've read it a lot of times, and a lot of things in this chapter moved me, but when I read them three words, and he cried, it moved me to tears sitting there in my office, and it's moving me to tears right now. To think about this man there, some say, well, he wasn't really, he wasn't crying like crying. He was crying out what he was doing, and he was saying, Father, uh, Abraham, have mercy on me. Well, the dictionary I use to look up that word cry, the first thing it says is to shed tears. It says to shed tears, uh, an expression of distress, uh, pain, sorrow, and a shout. Uh, I believe he was doing all that. Uh, I, I believe there were tears uh, coming down his face and I believe he was crying uh, and he was saying, Father Abraham, uh, have mercy on me. Uh, and I got to thinking about that man uh, uh, there in hell, still there today, still be there uh, a million years from now. But I got to thinking about them words uh, and uh, he cried. Uh, I want to give you three little thoughts this morning out of that. And the first thing I want to say this morning, the Bible said, and he cried. 
And I believe we could put after that because uh, of where he was. Amen. Uh, uh, did you know there's places that we go uh, uh, that make us cry? Amen. Uh, I, I never went to a grandchild. Uh, uh, I never went to my own children's graduation. Uh, I used to just like to go to the kids in the church graduation uh, and uh, see them walk there and get their diploma. And I don't think I've ever been to a single one of them that didn't move me to tears. Amen. Uh, uh, just something about that scene moved me to tears. Uh, uh, I've seen many times people stand and look through uh, a maternity room window at a newborn baby and I've seen big old grown men uh, uh, begin to cry, see them begin to be moved to tears and mamas and grandmas and all like that. Uh, I've been to the funeral home many times, uh, friends, loved ones, family, uh, uh, fellow Christians, uh, and you go there to the funeral home and if you're ever going to be moved to tears, uh, uh, you'll be moved to tears at a funeral home. Uh, I have sat in the courtroom uh, uh, different times, different plot times, uh, and I've watched them come out. Uh, I've watched them uh, bring the jury, bring out the verdict. Uh, I've watched the judge read that final uh, uh, verdict there and tell somebody that they are uh, uh, condemned to 30 years in prison or 40 years in prison or a life sentence. Uh, and uh, I've seen that move people to tears. Uh, I've had it to move me to tears. Uh, I've been in a doctor's office or a hospital waiting room uh, and uh, I've seen a doctor come out, a surgeon come out uh, and give somebody just a few words uh, and they immediately were uh, uh, moved to tears uh, uh, because of the words uh, uh, cancer or the words no hope uh, or the words we've done all that we can do. Uh, uh, but the graduation, uh, uh, the maternity room, uh, the funeral home, the courtroom, uh, uh, the doctor's office, uh, I don't believe that any of them could move somebody uh, uh, to tears that will last any longer than the place. Uh, I just read you about the Bible said, uh, and he cried, amen. Uh, uh, he cried because of where he was. Uh, uh, you see, he wasn't in the grave. Uh, uh, the Bible said there that he died and they buried him, uh, but he ain't in the grave, amen. Uh, uh, no, he's not in the grave. The Bible said he's in hell, uh, and the Bible said, and he cried. Uh, I think there's a whole lot of people think uh, uh, that when they die, that they're going to have a funeral, they're going to put them in a grave, or they're going to cremate them, uh, and that's going to be all of it, amen. No, sir, uh, uh, your body will be in there, your ashes may be sitting on a, a shelf or may be uh, poured out somewhere uh, uh, but I'll tell you where you're going to be you're going to be where this man was because he wasn't saved uh, he's not in the grave uh, and I believe when he's seen he wasn't in the grave uh, the Bible said and he cried amen uh, he's not in the place he had hoped for uh, 
who is it living uh, uh, that doesn't hope to land in heaven? Uh, uh, I believe even the atheist that says he don't believe there is one, uh, I believe down deep inside even the atheist has a thought in his mind if there is one, uh, uh, maybe I'll make it. Uh, I believe there's a lot of people in this whole world uh, and they're thinking I ain't been that bad. Uh, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't went to the altar. I hadn't professed Christ. I hadn't followed the Lord in baptism. Uh, uh, but I'm not that bad. Uh, and I just have a hope that someday uh, I might wake up in heaven. Uh, I, I think this man was that way. Uh, uh, but whatever hope he may have had, uh, uh, he had little religion because he knew who Abraham was. Uh, and he said Abraham, he knew Abraham was the father of the Jews. Uh, he had a little religion about him uh, and he woke up uh, and he wasn't in the place he thought he was going to be. Amen. Uh, I think there's a lot of people that they think that they're going to wake up in uh, not good enough to go to heaven, not bad enough to go to hell. Uh, and they're going to wake up in an intermediate place uh, uh, that uh, Catholics call purgatory. Uh, and uh, no, sir, you're not going to wake up there. Uh, uh, you either you, listen. Uh, you'll either go to heaven or you'll go to hell. Amen. Uh, uh, the Bible said this man realized he wasn't in the place that he had hoped to be. Uh, and the Bible said, uh, and he cried, and he cried. I think he's crying because he's not able to go back. I've got in places in this life that I didn't like, but I was able to go back. I didn't have to stay long. I could get out of there. No doubt this man's been to places like that before that he didn't like, and he got out and he got away. But I believe the Bible says that when he lifted up his eyes in hell, he realized he's in a place uh, he can't go back. Amen. The Bible said here there is a great good fixed, fixed. I believe this man, uh, he realized he wasn't in the grave uh, and he cried. Uh, I believe this man realized he's not in the place he had hoped to be and he cried. I believe this man realized he could not go back anymore and he cried. Amen. The Bible said them three words. They just gripped me this morning that it says and he cried. And he cried. I'll give you something else here. Not only did he cry because of where he was I think he cried because of where he came from. The Bible said there was a certain rich man. Please underline in your Bible that little three-letter word was. There was a certain rich man. We might say this morning there was somebody sitting in Bethel Baptist Church on Sunday morning. We might say there was somebody that was lost that could have got saved this morning on Sunday morning. Uh, we might have could say there was somebody uh, uh, that was a, a notary. People know who they was. There was somebody prestigious. There was somebody that was rich. There was somebody that was well known. Uh, but whatever they was, the moment they died, they wasn't anymore. Amen. Uh, 
Uh, the Bible said here, uh, it said that this man, uh, it said he there was a certain rich man. Uh, think about where this man came from. The Bible said, and he cried. I believe he cried because of the contrast of where he had been. The Bible said he fired sumptuously every day. And he cried. Here was a man not like anybody in this room. Here was a man that was rich. Here was a man that fired sumptuously every day. Here was a man that had anything he wanted. Here was a man that ate whatever he wanted to eat. Here was a man that bought whatever he wanted to buy. Here was a man that had people waiting on him hand and foot. And he could say to this one, go, and he'd go. And he could say to this one, come, and he would come. Here was a man that was living the life of Riley, if you will. And the Bible said that that's the kind of place he came from. He fared uh, uh, sumptuously every day. Uh. Uh, mark it down it would be bad to go to hell uh, uh, from anywhere in the world uh, but you sure don't want to go to hell from America no sir uh, uh, not this generation not this generation uh, uh, that has been spoiled and we've had everything we've, we want uh, uh, we've had pills and medication in our hand for every pain we had uh, uh, we've had the desires of our heart anything we've seen in a catalog uh, or anything we've seen that we wanted uh, uh, we're able some how another to get it it seemed like uh, uh, but I want you to know listen uh, I want you to know this man was that way he had everything that he wanted uh, back in that life uh, but now he can't even get a drop of water and he cried I want you to know the 3rd of March I'll be preaching 41 years I still believe heaven. I still believe hell. I still believe that Bible. I still believe Jesus Christ is the only way. I still believe there's, there's going to be streets of gold and mansions to live in. I still believe God will wipe away every tear. I still believe uh, uh, that uh, Jesus is going to gird himself and wait on us at the marriage supper of the Lamb. I still believe that loved ones that have done gone on say that I'll see them again over there in that land. You say, Brother Rick, as you, does, do you ever get challenged on it? Oh yeah, we're all challenged. There's a devil out there. Uh, there's times that it's something that the devil, the uh, the devil, the demonic spirits come to us and they say, ain't nothing to it. Uh, uh, it ain't real. Uh, uh, it's all just make-believe. Uh, uh, but I made up in my mind I'm going with God. Uh, I made up in my mind I'm going to believe what this old Bible says. Uh, I'm going to try to live by it. And I'm going to die by it. Uh, and I believe it will pay off in the end. Amen. Uh, uh, thank God. I'm glad. I don't care what the world says. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. I don't care what anybody else says. I've made up my mind. I'm going to go with this whole book I've been going with for a long time. And I believe that it will be the right way to go in the end. Amen. The Bible said that he cried because of where he came from. He came. Can you imagine some teenager going to hell from America? Can you imagine people that have all they want in America going to hell from America? 
I mean, we can't, we can't take a week of sleet and snow and electric being off. We get two inches of snow, we go crazy. We can't go a mile down the road. We are such creatures of comfort that we don't hurt or want for anything one second or one minute and certainly not one hour and certainly not one day uh, that we don't somehow or another get some relief uh, and get what we want and desire. Uh, but the Bible said this man that got everything he wanted, uh, he could have steak three times a day. Uh, he could have the best of the very best. Uh, he could throw out what you and I'd eat and say, I wouldn't eat that. Uh, here's a man that had everything that he wanted and now he can't eat get a drop of water and the Bible said uh, and he cried and he cried the conclusion of what he has now come to the Bible said and in hell he lifted up his eyes he realizes where he's come to now how it's all ended up uh, how that it really is a place called hell even though others told him it ain't real it's a figment of somebody's imagination uh, even though somebody said the fire ain't real the darkness ain't real uh, and the place ain't real uh, he's now has to come to the conclusion of the reality that what he had read in the Bible and what he had heard the old prophets preach uh, uh, that it was real amen uh, can you imagine waking up in hell uh, and uh, being all your life you've appeased your own conscience by saying it ain't real. Uh, uh, there ain't nothing there. There ain't nothing after death. Uh, uh, but then to wake up like he did in hell and lift up his eyes and realize, oh my God, uh, uh, it all was true. It is real. Uh, uh, you say, what would you do? You'd do like him. And he cried. And he cried not only because of where he came from and not only the contrast of where he had been where he'd been I've had many a sinner tell me trying to talk to him about the Lord brother Richie I've had many a sinner to tell me preacher I think this is hell right here anybody's ever tried to talk to somebody about the Lord they've had somebody tell them that I went to talk to a guy one time over at Edmonton we were standing out by his truck he was having a rough time, I'll give him that. He was having a hard time, I'll give him that. And he said, preacher, he said, I believe my hell's right here. I believe hell's right here. I said, sir, hell's not here. I said, look over there, there's a pond of water over there. The Bible said there ain't no water in hell. I said, sir, this is not hell. I said, look up there. The sun is shining. There's light. Uh, the Bible said hell's a place of darkness. I said, sir, I said, it may seem like hell to you, uh, but this ain't hell. But I said, sir, if you die and go to hell, what you're going through right now seems like heaven compared to what you're going to have to go through. Not only the conclusion he'd come to where he's at, but the comforts he left behind. Verse 23, he said, being in torments. Verse 24, he said, send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. I've been, I don't know how many times I've preached on hell. I've tried to preach on hell every three months at least. 
several times a year I try to preach on hell. I'm sure I have many, many sermons on hell. And I've preached many times, but I've seen something I had never seen before when I got this little thought here that God gave me. You see, I've always preached, there ain't no water in hell. And somebody says, preacher, uh, he's crying tears, and tears are water. Salt water. Salt water. But I've always preached that there ain't no water in hell. And I've always emphasized, like many a preacher has, I've even illustrated it by saying he wanted that one drop. He wants that one drop to fall off there and cool his tongue. But I seen something that the Holy Spirit brought together that I had never put together. You say, where's it at? It's over in James 3. And the Bible said, Be not many masters, knowing we shall receive the greater condemnation. For if any man offend not in word, the same is a perfect man, able also to bridle a whole body. Behold, we put bits in the horse's mouth that we might turn it about. Behold, the ships, oh, they be so great and driven of fierce winds that they turneth about with such a small hem. The tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, uh, what a great matter, a little fire kindleth. The tongue is a fire that sets on fire the course of hell. And I cross reference that Caleb. And the Bible, read what the Bible said. The Bible said this man said, he said, dip his finger in water and cool my tongue. What? Not his eyes, not his ears, not his feet, not his hands. He said, cool my tongue. The Bible said the tongue is a fire. It sits on fire. The course of nature. I wonder if his tongue is burning because that tongue said, I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I wonder if a man's tongue burns more if he takes God's name and uses it in vain all his life. I wonder if a man's tongue burns more because he cursed out the visitation committee. He called the preacher all kinds of names. I wonder if that's why his tongue is on fire. I wonder if it's because he's gossiped and lied and told things on other people. I wonder if all the sins of the tongue uh, uh, that are not forgiven makes that tongue burn even more when it goes down to the fires of hell. Amen. Uh, I wonder if he said, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in hell. I wonder if that makes his tongue burn even more. Even more. The Bible said he's left the comforts behind. Well, he used to, he could ask for a whole glass of water. And if it wasn't cold enough, he could send it back. And it was, if it was too cold, he could send it back. Used to, he could ask for water from the well at Jerusalem or anywhere he wanted to get water. He could have water anywhere he wanted water. But now he can't get none. Comforts are gone. The Bible said being in torments, plural. There's other torments. The Bible said, Abraham said, Son, remember. 
Sometimes the memories of torment. Sometimes there's things back there in the past under the blood, forgotten about by God. But they torment you. They torment you. Scenes pass before your mind of a place or a thing or something that you wish had never happened. And you're tormented by it. But in heaven, the former things will pass away and you won't be tormented by it anymore. But in hell, nobody has Alzheimer's in hell. Everybody has perfect memory and they're made to recall everything that they want to forget. They're made to recall it day after day and week after week. And the Bible said he sits there, his tongue's burning and he cries. He sits there and he realizes where he's come to and he cried. No comforts are there for him and the Bible said and he cried. cried. Look at those words there. And in hell he lifted up his eyes being in torment and saith Abraham afar off and Lazarus is his bosom. And he cried. So I'm not an emotional person. Preacher, I never cried anything. I never cried funerals. I, I never cried church. I, I never tried, cried movies. I, I never cried anything. If you die lost without the Lord, you'll cry. And you'll cry. And you'll cry. And you'll cry. We cry now. The other day I was going down the road and I heard something that was going on in our country and it literally moved me to tears. My eyes filled up when I thought about it. The other night I was watching Newsmax and they, I think it was in Colorado they turned this uh, they turned a bunch of them prisoners loose out there on death row. And this one guy had been on death row and he was on death row and the governor out there let him go along with a bunch of others. And he said he let him go. And uh, I was sitting there in the living room by myself watching this on Newsmax. Uh, and they said him let him go four days, four days, four days after he got out. Uh, he murdered the young lady that lived beside him. I uh, uh, killed her four-year-old girl. I uh, uh, cut the lady's heart out, boiled it in water, and took it and tried to feed it to somebody. That moved me to tears to think that we got that much wickedness going on. In America. And I cry when my kids have trouble. I, I cry when my family's sick. I cry when the church ain't doing good. I cry when the lost don't come and get saved. But one day, one day I'm going to step out on heaven's shore and the Lord's going to wipe all them away. And all I'll ever have after that's joy and gladness. But in hell, like this man, people that never cried before because they had everything they needed. But the Bible said he died and he left all that behind and he cried. Let me give you this last thing here this morning. Not only did he cry because of where he was, 
Not only do I believe that he cried because of where he came from, but I believe he cried because who was coming. The Bible said, For I have, he said, I have five brethren that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And he cried. I added that, and he cried. Because I believe when he when it said Andy cried, I believe when it said that there in the verse, there in Luke 16, when it said there in verse 24, Andy cried. I don't believe he ever stopped crying. I believe he's still crying right now. And he cried. You see, it seems like, seems like from the this scripture and some others. It seems like if you die lost and go to hell, that not only can you see you're in hell, but you can see who's coming to hell. I think it might be that way in heaven. I think people in heaven, I think they might be able to see when someone's leaving the body and fixing to go to heaven. I think people in heaven might be able to see that. I think down here it might be like this, that we're in a hospital room like we was with my mother, been there for days and days and we've been gathered there and finally the nurse comes in, takes the pulse and shakes her head and, and uh, somebody pulls the sheet up over their head uh, and somebody says, and uh, she's gone. Uh, but I believe that over there on the other side, uh, while we're standing down here weeping and saying they're gone, bye mama, they're gone, they're gone. Bye, Daddy. Bye. I think while we're down here crying and weeping down here, uh, over on the other side, they're saying, Here they come. Here they come. And they're rejoicing and waiting to meet and to greet and to fellowship again. But the Bible said, and he cried. He said, I got five brothers. Think about what it might be like to be in hell and be able to see a... You see, he said he gives a location here. He said, my father's house. He said, I got five brothers and they're over there at my father's house and they're headed this way. Somebody go warn them. Somebody go tell them. He knew where they was at. Wonder what it'd be like to be an old Christ rejecter, an old Bible rejecter. Wonder what it'd be like to just be one of them people that was a fool and didn't even believe in any kind of God. And then hell lift up your eyes and you get down there and you look and you can see your your daughter, your granddaughter, or your grandson or your nephew, and you see them and they're headed that way. And you know that you told them a hundred times, oh, that's all foolishness. Oh, there ain't no God. Oh, that's just a bunch of religious garbage, a bunch of ragheads put together. That's all that is. And now you're in hell and you realize it's real. And you realize what you said is causing them to follow the same way that you followed and they're going to end up in the same place you ended up. 
Let's switch the scene. What if in heaven you can see? And what if what if some mama looks down? What if some daddy looks down? What if some old grandma looks down uh, from heaven there and they see their they see their granddaughter saved and serving God, or they see their grandson preaching the word of God, and they they hear him testify and say, "If it hadn't been for my granny carrying me to church, uh, if it hadn't been for my mom praying for me, if it hadn't been for this," uh, and they look down there and they realize by the life they live, the walk they walked, uh, uh, that you're on your way to heaven because of the way that they live before you. Amen. 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 The Bible said he knew the location. He said they're there at my father's house. Seemed like he's probably the older brother. Did you know that younger brothers have a tendency sometimes at least for a little while to follow the older brother? And the older brother, he usually follows the father. I sit right out there in this parking lot 20 years ago. We was working on this church. We had some people working on it. And I, they had finished. And I was paying the man and his son. I was going to pay them for the work they did. And I walked over to the window. And the son, it was summertime. He had the window down. And I gave him the check. And I said, I want to ask you something before you leave. I couldn't let you leave without asking you this. I, I said, are you saved? I, and uh, he just looked at me, didn't say nothing. Uh, and I looked across at his daddy sitting over another seat. I, I said, what about you, sir? Uh, he said, oh, that stuff's not for me. He said, he's his own man, said he can do whatever he wants to do. I said, sir, I said, more than likely, he's going to do just exactly whatever you do. Uh, and if you die lost, he'll probably die lost without any hope and without God. Amen. Uh, I want you to know this morning, listen, uh, uh, he knew that them people he had lived around he had never said one word to them about getting saved because he wasn't saved. You better talk to your children your grandchildren ain't saved. Amen. He sees them coming because of their lostness. Why does he want somebody to go to them? Because he knows they're lost. He knows he ain't never talked to them and they probably wouldn't let anybody else in the house to talk to them. And the Bible said that he knows they're back there at the Father's house and he cried. He knows that they're lost and he cried. He cried. What's the last picture we get in this sermon that Jesus preached? What word are we left with? Well, I think it's verse 24. And he cried. I think he's still crying right now today. The last picture we see of this man, this rich man, is not him at his mansion door. The last picture we see him is not the slides at the funeral home after he died. Uh, the last picture we see of this man uh, is that he's in hell. He's got his eyes lifted up and the Bible said, and he cried. And he cried. And he cried. And he cried, and he cried, and he cried, and he cried. We avoid sad places. 
I don't think people ever did really like going to a funeral home and this COVID's give a good excuse and now people hardly ever go at all. You say why they don't like to go to a place where people are crying. It's hard to get people to go to the nursing home, visit people. Of course, you ain't been able to get in for a year. But it's hard to get people to go to a nursing home. Why? Because they're faced with people that are at the end of life and they know they're going to soon be dying. We don't want that. We, we want to get around a place that's life. We want to go to the steakhouse. We want to go to the ball game. We want to go to uh, all the places that have life about them. But the Bible said about Jesus, He was a man of sorrow. And the Bible said, He hid not His face. In other words, He didn't try to shy away from the sad places of life. The Bible even tells us that He Himself cried outside the city. He cried in the garden praying. He cried at Lazarus' tomb. I don't believe he's crying no more, do you? And he cried. How's it going to be with you this morning? What if the sudden pain comes today? Whatever happened to this rich man seemed to happen suddenly. The Bible said in hell he lifted up his eyes. If that be the case today with you, case with me, would the Bible say, and she cried. Would the Bible say Andy cried? Or would the Bible say and they rejoiced evermore? They rejoiced evermore. Father, I come to you this morning. These three little words have been impressed.